For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Conflicted, man. Why are you conflicted? I'm not really sure what I saw out there on that field on Sunday. You saw a W. It was a W. It was a W. It was a W. A W is a W. Oh, it's a win, right? It's a W. Like Jamie said, eat them Ws, boy, eat them dubs. <laughs> <laughs> what was he thinking on that I'm, day? I'm a, I'm a, for now, I'm going to keep my fingers to myself. <laughs> and it's a good thing this is this is audio only. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Rashawn Haylock. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am hot right now. It's it's hot. It is it's hot. a scorcher. They said falls here, but it don't feel like it, it right now. Hot. That is for sure. I, well, I tell you who's hot. These Niners are hot. They uh-huh. start off for three and oh, three and oh on the season, heading into the bye week. Their best start since nineteen eighty nine. But I sat right here on this podcast, right across from you. Wait a minute, best right start now. since 89? 89. No, that's not true. 89, not That's 89? not true, because I know in 1990, we, went, we 90, won our first 10 games. 98, 98 is, is what okay. it is. Okay, I was about, yeah, okay. E-me, 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 E-me. Well, you, you're allowed one. La- last week was their their first time winning two road games to start the season since 1989. Okay. This is their first 3-0 start since uh since 1998, E-Me, E-Me. I, I get one, right? Yeah, you get one. All right. Well, I got to make sure that, the, that these next 30 minutes, I'm error-free. Can't be throwing <laughs> it in, in other teams' dugout. Um, but I sat right here on, the, on this podcast last week, right opposite you as I am right now, and I made this bold declaration, right? Niners mm-hmm. the best team in the NFC West. And, of course, I got some backlash from you. Also got some backlash on Twitter because I, I tweeted it too. You know, I, I, this, is, this isn't just for show. I believe this stuff. Okay, I know that, you do. That, that I say. And – um. They didn't look like it on Sunday. They didn't. They, uh, they, there's, there's a lot of negatives in this game, obviously. You talk about the turnovers. There's a yeah. lot of them, yeah. right? Five of them. Um, but they did win. And so that's, that's, that, that's encouraging. That's the most important positive. That's encouraging. That's the, yes. The most. fact that you can, win, you, can, you can wet the bed all over yourself and you can still somehow the, come they out. They did with more the than wet the bed. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that was the really dirty it, it diaper. A, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was. It Come was on, man. A little, little bit of a blowout, right? Yeah. And but they did. They get they get the win. Um, not really convincing, but they were able to get it. They get it done as they were able to knock off the the Steelers at home in the home opener. Um, first, mm-hmm. these, let's just talk about the turnovers, right? Let's get right into the turnovers. Got it. You had a couple fortuitous bounces there for the Steelers, right? The couple of interceptions, the first two interceptions that Jimmy G threw off guys' hands. I, I, the first one I think was a bad throw on Jimmy's part. Bad throw, okay. I mean, you're looking at a running back. That, that's a ball that you, you're going. You're trying to set up that screen throw. You're trying to get it um, out. You got to get that ball out in front of him. You throw it behind him. Is it a catchable ball? Yes, if he if he makes the great athletic catch. But that's that's an easy throw for Jimmy. He's got to throw a better ball on that. He's got to make that. Throw. I, I I believe he did he should be able to make that an easier uh, reception for his for his running back in that situation. And the Mika Fitzpatrick interception, I thought that should have been a catch. Uh, yeah, that, that one right there is off, off the receiver's hands. Um, you know, tip ball, those are going to happen. But what did you see when, when we talk about the ball handling stuff, the fumbles, right, the, the exchanges? Mm-hmm. To me, 
that looks like a lack of focus. These are things that you do every day. You've been doing your entire career as a football player. As long as you've been a running back, you've been had, having that quarterback running back exchange, right? Th- that that to me just looked like a pure lack of focus on the part of the Niners. Um, uh, fixable mistakes. Uh, that's this is what I with some of those term, turnovers. Those are fixable mistakes. The tip balls are going to happen. I don't, I don't care what you do. That's just go, that's, that's going to happen. That, you know, Jerry Rice tip balls from from time to time to cause interceptions. That's just simply going to happen. Uh, some some of these things are correctable. It's nothing. Well, as, as you said, it, it's you can look at it and say a lack of focus. You could call it that. It's nothing that can't be fixed. The issue is that you have a young group of guys from a playing standpoint, even if you don't want to say yearly in the league, um, from an experience standpoint, you have a young group of guys trying to figure all of those things out. How many times are you going to survive with that many interceptions, with that many turnovers? That's the thing that gets me about this game. Yes, you won. You are 3-0. You're 3-0. You should be happy about being 3-0. I don't care how you get to 3-0. Feel good about 3-0. But right here, we got to really just talk about it. We always said day one, we were going to break it all down and just tell the truth about it. The truth is that I'm still afraid of the offense. The offense is still growing. Defensively, I, I will continue. Them out I will continue to say this. Long. What do I keep saying, Rayshon? The, what the defense is doing is repeatable. It's not flukish. That front can hunt. You, you guys are bruisers on the back end. You have guys in position where where they should be. The communication is there. Um, it it works. It's transferable. It, you can take that defense on the road. They've shown that. Yes. That defense can bail you out in critical situations like they did. You Multiple give, times. You give up that many. T- you give up five turnovers only, six points off of five turnovers. That's winning football, man. That, that, but now you can your offense expect you to play at that level all the time. That's a lot of pressure to put on 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 your uh, defense if you are really truly talking about being a playoff team. If you're really truly talking about being a playoff contender. I need more consistency out of the offense. I really do. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. We're available of course wherever you listen to podcasts. Everywhere. If, if you're listening to us now, then we're here wherever you're listening yeah, to us. Yeah, there it is. Whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or, or Google Play, whatever you do, right? We're we're here. We're you gonna subscribe. Be here My weekly. mom said so. Subscribe. That's right. Don't you don't want to don't want to make uh, Ed's mom upset, right? So make sure make sure you subscribe. I I was nervous coming into this game. We talked about it. Yeah, you were. Why? I, I it just reeked of a lot of the stuff that happened on the field. I mean, balls being turned over all over the place, left and right. It being well, you, know, you what 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 you were nervous about was was the team overlooking Pittsburgh. There being a letdown. Uh, you but but your thing was that you thought that okay that they had arrived and that they were going to overlook this opponent because so. of um, a backup quarterback. And I told you that was that but wasn't going to happen. I'm still not convinced. Some of those turnovers weren't because of a lack of focus. What, what would that happen? And, but, but and because hold on. of them facing Think a Roethlisberger-less Steelers team. Think about it. The offense doesn't play against Roethlisberger. So why would why would they have a why would they have a lack of focus because Ben wasn't there? That would be the defense. Okay. The defense did not let down that, that, at all. I, that, that, that's a very good point you bring up, but I'll counter that with this, right? If 
if you're the court, if you're Jimmy G, for example, and you're going up against, I don't know, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, whoever, right? Uh, any high, any high scoring offense, right? As an offense, not just Jimmy G, but as an offense, you know, regardless of how how good your defense is, you know, coming into that week. If you're gonna win, you're gonna have to put up some points. I know what you're saying. I I, I do I do know what you're saying. A, a really good offense affects how you play offense. I, I know yeah. what you're saying. I, I, if Big Peyton, were playing, Peyton Manning, I don't know, you know. the Niners would have been no, as fortunate right. as they were. Uh, oh well, he, well he, I don't think they. I, you know what? I don't know if that's the case because I I'm not gonna discount uh, the level that this defense is capable of playing at a very so, high level. So I'm not going to discount the fact that they still would have been able to keep points off of the board because they are this this is a good team. The Steelers offensive line is not what it was they lost their offensive line coach he's moved on um why can't I think of his name right now I'll think of it here shortly but but the running game is not the same without him right now um you still have wide receivers trying to figure out the hierarchy it's one thing to name someone the number one it's another thing for him to figure out what being that number one is yeah it's a difference when you get that label on you, and even back before they were calling guys out as the number one corner or number one uh, wide receiver, offenses and defenses were still based off of it, and it's it's different when things are drawn up, when defenses are designed for you to do certain things or offenses are designed for you to do certain things. These guys are having to get, uh, get accustomed to that. This defense plays well. Yes, it affects, it affects how you're going to look at things offensively, but I don't think there was a letdown in the play selection. I don't think there was a letdown. Um, it, it, you look at the way they were moving the ball, some of the things that we're doing. I mean, you're, you're getting inside the 10-yard line, then fumbling. They, yeah, they moved it with ease. So, so you're moving the ball with ease, so things are working well. That's just that's youthful because the ball was snapped, um, and, and the fumble was called based on the relationship of the snap and the, and the receiver, the motioning receiver. These are all timing things. Like, I don't think, I think I've ever seen that before. Oh, I've seen it before, it, but it's one of those things that happened when guys haven't coming in motion, ball when right guys haven't head. played a lot. I've seen it happen before, it, it, and it's a timing thing. Different guys, um, you know, the pace of what's going to happen, how how guys are going to react, um, you know, according to the number of snaps they've had together. So that's just part of it, right there. But I, there was no, I don't see a letdown. I still, I still see an offense trying to figure out. Um, which mistakes they can make and what mistakes you just never can make cuz like that one you just simply can't you you simply can't be the motion guy that's in the way of the snap in a shotgun <laughs> formation right you, you that just can't happen that's period exactly what happened. ever that's exactly what happened i so i used to coach hoop right i used to be a basketball coach in my former life and and there were games which after the game I felt like we did not deserve to win this game maybe we escaped mm-hmm. you know one play or another here you know and we just did not deserve to win the game. And, and a part of me felt like this um, after this game against the Steelers. But then I had to take a step back and realize just how youthful this team is, right? I, I think I look at I look at this win now as we've kind of unpacked things here a little bit. I take it more as a positive than a negative. If if, if this was if this was some team with a ton of experience, right, and they they had a performance like that then I think there would be a little bit of cause for concern. But the fact that this young group of guys battled despite five turnovers and were able to find a way to win, um, I think that's a little encouraging. 
I think it has to be. We because you're you're learning to battle through adversity, and that's what you're going to have to do come December and January. I, we so need cameras for this show because I <laughs> wish people could see my face when you're saying they don't deserve to win the game. They didn't deserve to win the game. Th- this isn't Pop Warner. I, I thought that for two seconds. This isn't and Pop I, and Warner. I my mind. It's not Pop but you Warner. I'm looking at you like you're crazy because you did. Th- these are professionals, okay? There, there are guys in Pittsburgh Steelers uniforms that get paid. They get, they paid, get paid to score. They, they literally get paid to score on offense, to do a certain job, to get the ball into the end zone or through the uprights to score points. They, they pay them real money, yeah. a lot of it, to do that. So if, you, if your defense gives you the ball five extra possessions – and you only get six points out of that, that's not lucky 49ers. That's not undeserving 49ers. That's guys defensively who get paid to prevent them from scoring, doing their jobs at a high level. Nobody gives you anything in the NFL. If you won a game, it's because you earned you earned it. You, it's, it's that simple. Unless, unless you were the Rams last year playing um, the Saints, they gave you one there <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC Championship. Yeah, they gave you one. I'll, I'll say that. That was a bad call. I, I guess my thought is let, let's, let's just take it back to your Niners, right? Let's take it back to your Niners. You guys won a Super Bowl 94 season, right? Yeah. You guys, without a question, were, you know, one of the best, if not the best league, best team in the league the entire season. You guys go That up. was one of the best teams ever. I'll put that team up against any team. Period. I'm right there with you. Any team. Because you can match up any offensively and defensively. We can match up with anybody. I'm right there. That's there's that, there's, that, not, a, that's there's not a team. With, with you there's there's not a team Dion, that we can't Tim match McDonald up against. On the back. I, I'm right there and with football's you. all about matchups. And, and we could match up with anyone at any, in any era. So you put that team up against, I don't know, the worst team in the league at uh-huh. the time, right? Uh-huh. And you guys just wet the bed, stumble all over yourselves, but somehow end up with a win, right? But the other team battled. Right, they, they uh-huh. shouldn't even be on the same. Field. Well, that's how teams played us all the time. We knew teams. It was like the Arizona Cardinals at that time, and the Saints. They were going to play us just hard enough to lose. So we knew that. So, so is it them rising up to the competition, or are you guys stepping down to the competition? No, it was us finding enough, making enough plays to win. Because some teams, some teams, yes, there is there is a natural. So response. There ever, was there ever a time when you walked into that locker room like, man, we got away with one there, or, man, we probably didn't deserve to win this game? Or the no. coach staff didn't come at you saying, oh, you probably didn't deserve to win this game. No, because really? is that only a basketball thing? No, because you, it's, it doesn't happen in basketball either. Oh, it does. It doesn't happen in professional sports. I know it. it it's it. Do, it, it definitely it hap- happens it, in professional sports. It, it no. It, I've heard you, Steve Kerr say you, it multiple you times. You have to do well, Steve. Well, okay, that's the political, the politically correct thing to say. No, you have to score the points to win. You have to do what's necessary to win. You still it, what you have to take advantage of the breaks. Uh, you know, or or there's a lack thereof. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't take advantage of the of the short field position that they had, especially with a backup quarterback in. You really definitely have to take advantage of those Absolutely. extra opportunities. Yeah. So you can look at that from you can say it was poor co- coaching, it was poor execution, or it was incredible defensive execution and incredible defensive coaching, but. No one gives anyone anything, so I'm not going to say the 49ers got lucky in any in, in any situation. Even coming down and not having to play against Ben, injuries occur in the NFL. That's a part of it. 
the Niners had to play without their starting quarterback last year. Yeah. That It happens. Yeah. That, that's a part of it. So to be a good team, you have to take advantage of the uh, of the opportunities and, and make something happen with it. And, and the Niners did. Yeah, they did. And, and that's kind of why I had to take a step back, right? Because it, I had to take a step back and realize, like, this team is really young. I can't compare this team to some of the, the great teams in the league right now from a sense that winning is a learned habit. I've heard multiple coaches say this it over is. and over. It is. You have to learn how to win. And with these, these guys being so young. And well, the confidence, it's not even learning how to win. People always say it's, you have to learn to win. No, confidence comes from doing. That, that's, that's the part of it. Yeah. You, you, you start, as you start to win, you start to realize that you don't have to do anything special. Just follow the program, do what you do, and because it was successful before, you start to believe that you will be successful again. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that's and, what and the they're still growing yes. in that area. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and so it, it'll be unfair to treat them as a team that had been there before and knows exactly what they're doing and, and where they're going. They're, they're actually learning how to win. So you, you take a game like this and you look at this game maybe a season ago or two seasons ago, right, and they probably get blown right off the field. And, and all, yeah. the, all the Steeler Nation that was there at Levi's um, on, on Sunday would have been celebrating. Yeah. Who well, you should learn. you should get blown off the field. You should not win a game in the NFL uh, w- with five turnovers. But and that's exactly even what though they did. you got what three of them back, so you're really down two, which makes it look better on paper and 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 it makes it more believable when you look at it that way. But a five turnover game, you should you, you're right. And, and the way they were all happening in the first half that way, it should have been over. You should have been out of the game. Let's talk about this defense because for me personally, um, Akila Weatherspoon and, and Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. have been two of the Un- unsung, unsung heroes, heroes. Yeah. of this yeah. team so far yeah. this season. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'd put them right there near the top in, in terms you of – wouldn't have, You wouldn't have um, – they played a three and zero record without yeah, those guys. I believe team MVP caliber ball yeah. through through the first couple of games. Witherspoon's going to be out for about a month now mm-hmm. uh, with the foot injury. Uh, Mostert played a good game, but he still had still had those fumbles. Obviously, that you, that you got to clean up. Um, but this this defense now they, they they take a huge blow with Witherspoon now going to be out for about a month. And um, he's a youngster; he'll be back sooner than yeah, that. And Mosley came in and, and he did a pretty good job. Kwan Williams was in there; he did a really good job as well. But I got to go back to this front because we we talk about it week in and week out, right? I mean, this is like I don't know that I've seen this in the NFL before, where you got like seven, eight dudes uh-huh. that you're just rotating in and out, and they're yeah, all, six six legit starters. Yeah, and, and, but they're, yeah. they're all like uh-huh. dudes, right? This is like SEC type stuff, right? Uh-huh. College football type stuff, and I think. Going forward, that's going to be a huge difference, and that could be a separator for this team if they continue on this track when you look at not just the NFC West, but when you look big picture because you got to win up front, and those guys up front are nasty. Uh, well, this defense has uh, – well, they, you know – You don't John, have a front. You John don't have Lynch, a defense. John Lynch and crew, have, they've put a lot of draft equity um, and free agent um, signings into that front, and it's paying off. Uh, there are a lot of times where guys guys will get drafted and people will say, well, they're not doing what you think they should do based on where they were drafted, you know, how high they were selected. But but it's it's not all about that guy. Football, that, that's why there's, there's no such thing as the greatest football player ever. No. No, be, because 
positions are so dynamically specific yeah. that one one guy being really good at a position um, doesn't equate it doesn't negate the fact that he needed other guys to be great at that position at other positions for him to do his job at that level. So that's what has happened with this defensive front. They have brought in a lot of talent and now these guys are surrounded by talented players and it's becoming pick your poison. <laughs> and now that you had D Ford and Bosa coming off the edges as well, D Ford came off so fast <laughs> oh, he came off – watching the game live, when he came off the edge and got that sack, he came off so fast Electric. that there was, there was absolutely, absolutely no way he was going to be blocked on that play. And that when things like that showing up on film, that really makes an offensive line. That makes an offensive coordinator say, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I have to do something about that. And now you got all that push up front with those big boys. So you're right. That right there is something that um, it travels. You can hunt with that. It, it, you got enough. You got enough guys that are hungry. You said it's six or seven guys that you can rotate, and they can all push the pocket like that. It's, that's big it's, time. It's, 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 that's big time. That's going to be tough to deal with. And and then after a while in the secondary. Man, I can tell you right now, I would just be in a rocking chair. I'd just be sitting right there, just waiting because the ball's coming out. You're going to get a lot of turnovers out of the secondary this year because when you have that tight front, you then know he, uh, Robert Solomon, as, as a defensive coordinator, will learn and start to see once if that D front continues to play like that, now I can put my DBs in a situation where you can see the ball coming. I don't have to man them up all the time. I can back them off and put them in situations to where I know the ball is coming out quickly. And I had a couple years where I played that way. I remember one year at the Carolina Panthers where um, we were blitzing everybody. It was so much fun. It was so <laughs> much fun because you knew that the, the ball was coming out. It, it, you, you, had, you had two and a half seconds, and you better let it go, or your quarterback was about to get his ear holes split. You knew it. And that's what's happening with this front that they have right now, that you know that that quarterback is going to get hit. The quarterback knows he's going to get hit. So you're going to start to see the secondary uh, get their hands on the ball a lot more, I bet. And we, we talked about Jason Barrett a lot um, on this podcast so far. Uh -huh. I, he, he's he's, he's going to be all right. Well, I mean, with, with a spoon out. Jake, you're good. Be happy. Yeah. I, I know that Jason came into the game and got a penalty and gave up the touchdown. Jason hasn't played football. This is preseason. This is, it's almost like his first preseason game. He's been out for a while. He's recovering from an injury. He has to get accustomed to the pace of the game again. He didn't get beaten on the play for lack of ability. He was beaten on a, for a touchdown because he was in cruise mode. He thought the quarterback looked away, and that's a vet move. You're, you're looking to see what the quarterback is doing. He's watching the quarterback on the other side, but the quarterback came back to him because he's not accustomed to being the other corner. Right now, he's the other corner. He's the other corner. He was the man. Yeah. He, right now, you're the other corner, so they want to see what's going on, and can they lull you to sleep, and that's what happened. So he's just got to get his feet back under him, the pace back under him. The guy is solid. Feel good that you have a player like that that can step in. Other corners stepped in and played. But Manuel Mosley came I, in. I, yeah, Mosley played. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Verrett. That, that's the least of my worries is the secondary. 
Um, and and you, but I, I want Witherspoon to get healthy and get back out there because I think they can continue to. Um, I think that that group can turn into something special. Uh, the more reps they get together, so you want him back out there. So in some cases, man, this bye week is coming at a good time. And you look at how dynamic this defense was, right? Only 11 first downs given up, 239 total yards given up, just 79 yards on the ground, 160 through the air against Mason Rudolph, who was making his first career start. And then that fumble recovery by DeForest Buckner late in that mm-hmm. game, you know, set up the game when it touchdown. You go back to that defensive line and just how, how dynamic that DeForest Buckner played that a good was. game. He, he did. Um, Bosa, Bosa played pretty well, too, mm-hmm. um, on the end. Now, how, there's been a lot of talk about Debo Samuel and, you know, him coming on strong mm-hmm. and even more importantly, Pettis, right? Him just that was a big play for him to make. Kind of being in the, in the doghouse, right? Yeah. How can this change the trajectory for him? Because it, it, it was almost like you read a lot of stuff, you hear some things, it's almost like he was kind of written off, um, so, so to speak. Well, Pettis he had, he had was, made plays. He was – you know, it, very minimal targets those first couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. But he comes up with the biggest catch of the season for the Niners. Guess, this guess what happens? Tell you what I told Moosin Muhammad um, when I was Carolina Panthers. Moosin Muhammad. His, his rookie year, he was complaining about lack of balls coming his way. And it was the th- well, like the fourth or fifth game of the season. And he was complaining that, that he only got four targets. And he got four targets. And I asked him, I said, how many of them did you catch? And he said, I caught two of them. I said, okay. I said, so, you're saying that you don't have enough receptions. I said, the game before that, how many did they throw? He said, they didn't throw me with three balls, man. I said, how many did you catch? He said, I caught one of them. I asked him again. I said, the game before that, how many did they throw you? He said, they threw me five. I said, how many did you catch? He said, one. I said, so, see, you're keeping track of how many balls they thrown, that, that they're throwing you. I said, you need to start catching, um, uh, keeping track of how many you catch. How many you catch? I said, because guess what? Catch the ones that come to you. I said, if they throw you two, you catch two, they'll probably throw you three. Four, catch four, you'll probably get five or six. I said, and so on and so on. So now back to Pettis. It's not a question of being in a doghouse. This is a question of making plays. Uh, this isn't baseball. You, you know, you know, 30% in baseball, you're in the that's, Hall of that's Fame. That's not going to get it done in football. 30% in football, you're cut. <laughs> you know, if I play corner and they, they caught 70% of the balls thrown my way, yeah. you're cut. You're probably on the waiver wire. Yeah. If they're catching 30% of the balls thrown your way, they're mad at you. Yeah. See, it doesn't work that way. So you got to catch the ones that come to you. Pettis caught a big one. Catching a big one like that, coming back, making a play on the ball in a situation where you have to have it, coaches gain confidence. They'll give you more opportunity. So now he has a chance to so, show that I can be that guy because no one stepped up and said I'm that guy. No, no, no one has said that I'm I am the guy that you can come to in this situation uh, at the wide receiver position. You know, Kittle is like, like, give it to me. You know, he's like, you know, that's it. I'm I'm your guy. That's how he rolls. Yeah. Yeah, You know, he was like, you you know, it's it's like Tombstone. He's he's the huckleberry. (laughs) He was like, you know, you can depend on me to carry you. If if necessary, you need that. So can so, this change things? So for, so for, so for it, it, well, it, it it can if he makes plays. You got to follow it up. The only the only way you you know what makes the last win um, relevant and of value is winning the next one. What makes the last big play relevant 
is making the next one. That's what this game is about. Confidence comes from doing. You've shown that you can do it. They'll give you another chance to do it. The, 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 what, the, what, I got an opportunity to become an all-pro. Why? Because people were saying, well, you can't do anything. You can't play, which is funny. I, all that, it, was, it was funny. I, I couldn't play man coverage. That was the perception. I couldn't play man coverage. Well, our defense wasn't a lot of man when I first got here. I came out of college. That's all I did for four years. I played cat coverage. <laughs> cat coverage, Mike. My, my, my deep. You got that cat. You got that cat. Hey, Malone. You got that cat. E. You got that cat. That was it. I, I, I. That was it. We had two defenses. We had two defenses. I was manned up in both of them. One, I had a free safety in the middle. The other one, the free safety was blitzing. That's all we did. We played man coverage every play. I got in the league. Well, he can't play man. He can't do this. Well, we never. We didn't play it. That w that we were we were more of a zone scheme. Then they started doing it. Well, guess what happened? You make a couple of plays. Well, let's see if we put you in those situations. Can you make more plays? Well, yeah. Oh, you can do this. So you have to continue to build off of it. Pettis has to continue to build off of it. He will get more opportunities now. Why? Because when, he, when they needed him, he showed up. So now he has the chance, yes, to answer your question, change everything. He can totally change the perception, whatever that may be, because we truly don't know. We but, don't know. But, we can, but if there is a negative perception of him, he can totally change that by just making plays because he will get opportunities now. I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot that he was even on the field in that situation. I think it says maybe more that Jimmy G would even look to him in that situation. I mean, that was that, that was some tight coverage there on Dante. Jimmy kind of had to had to fit it in, in into a window. It wasn't like a guy was standing wide open in the back of the now end I'm going to tell you right in the feed now. See, that's funny. See, see, you don't want to tell the truth. He bailed Jimmy out. That should have been an interception. <laughs> he bailed Jimmy out. Well, Jim, Jimmy did not make the smartest decision to throw that ball. It, it was not. It, 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 was, it, it, it was not the smartest decision. Pettis bailed him out. So there may. So this is the thing that I see from there. There, there may be some trust that between we don't know about Jimmy between and, Jimmy and Pettis. and Pettis. Okay. Yes, because he bailed him out. In that situation, by coming back and showing those strong hands and really taking that ball out of the air, uh, because I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Jimmy read the coverage and and after deciphering everything that was happening, he knew to put the ball in this one particular spot and that that would be the that's touchdown not, that's not pass. What no, man, come on, now. I can't give Jimmy that yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe it happened. But I can't give him that yet, That's man. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Not yet. I can't go there yet. Was, I'm sorry. It, it was. I'm not hating. Yeah, it, I'm, it, it I'm just a, trying to point out the obvious. It was, just, it was a super <laughs> tight window, and, and Pettis, Pettis attacked that football, which you got to do in that situation. It ends up being the, uh, the game-winning catch for the Niners as they go on to win that one and defeat the Steelers as they head into their bye week. Um, you said the bye week could, could be at a good time, right? I mean, yeah. you, got, you got Witherspoon out on the defensive side. Uh -huh. Give him a little bit more time to heal. And D4 on the defensive side, I think a little time off, off that knee for D4 is only going to help. Joe Staley, of course. Staley, I mean, that's more time. Yeah, exactly. I love how, how engaged he was. The, the camera kept panning to him on the sideline. He was really coaching Skull up. He's really engaged with the entire offensive well, line. Well, that's, that's a vet. That's a true vet. Part of, I mean, part of being a vet is to teach the next guy how to take your job. Yeah. A, a, a true vet gets that. And, and, and that's why you don't hold back any information. And that's the only way for a team to get good. 
Um, I, I played with some guys as I moved on that would tell me that that they were shocked when I would tell them certain things and and talk to them and and break down things to try and show them like, wait a minute, there's no reason for you to do this. And I, and I played with a couple of guys and they were like, I, I came up with guys that literally would not tell me anything. And I just didn't come into the game that way. You, and, and I was taught that. And I was also taught when you see another person that gets it and that they're working at it, then you give it to them. The guys who don't want it, you don't waste your time. Um, Staley's just a, he's a true vet, man. That's it. And the colors matter to him. So you want the next guy to come in, you know, and be ready. 24-20, the win for the Niners as they improved to 3-0 following week three. Heading into their bye week. Niners, one of just seven teams in the entire league uh, that are 3-0 and at this point. Also, oh, yeah, we got to talk about that, too. The, the, the NFC West, and surprisingly, I, mean, I, mean, I guess it could be a surprise to some that the, the, the NFC West as well. NFC West and AFC East, mm -hmm. only two divisions in football with two 3-0 and teams. So uh, it's going to get interesting. There's be a lot of big-time football games coming up to be played. Uh, we're getting to the bye week in our next episode uh, right here on the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. A little story time with ED. Give us some, some, some pretty good uh, bye week stories. I don't know how good from, they are, from, but from they'll, all they'll, your stories they'll be bye week stories. <laughs> the world was different then, man. Things were in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going to make them, make them good. 3-0, and 49ers heading into the bye. This has been Believe in. 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. For ED, I'm Rashawn. We'll see y'all later in this week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.